many of you here that are in this room, but if you don't know me, my name is Daniel Cavazos, and I have uh, the privilege, I count it really an, an honor, I don't just say that, to be a part of the church staff here, to be a part of the pastoral staff, and the area of leadership and influence that I get to have is over the nursery and preschool and over the res kids area. So um, it's really an honor, it's a privilege, you know, to, to just be able to bless the families and bless the people who have a heart for children, and uh, it's, been, it's been an honor. So thank you, Pastor Tom, for uh, giving me the place here this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that, and I just ask that you would open your hearts uh, as, we, as we get ready for the word. You guys ready for the word? Yeah, all right. So um, it's, this, is the, this is the first reload of this year, 2020, and that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm like, man, I get to teach on the first reload of the year. That's awesome. But as, as custom, and it's a great thing, most of us have goals. Most of us have plans. Raise your hand if you have some goals for 2020. Raise your hand if you have some, like, ambitious goals and you're saying, hey, I want to I see some things in my life. I want to see some things here or there. Uh, I just Googled, and so I don't know if this is, like, up-to-date and accurate, but I Googled common New Year's resolutions. Right? you got to be careful with Google. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. But um, uh, to, uh, this was not a surprise to me, but probably the, the most common New Year's resolution is to lose weight. <laughs> lose weight. Uh, along with that, another one that is, that is up in the top five is uh, exercise and get fit. Like I'm gonna, I want to exercise this year. I'm going to get fit, and I'm going to not just get fit for January. I'm going to stay fit. Um, here's another good one. Get organized. I want to get more organized. Another one is enjoy life more. Um, here's this one. Uh, this is pretty common. Quit smoking. Quit smoking. I thought that was a pretty good one. I was listening to Chris Hodges from uh, Church of the Highlands one time, and they do 21 days just like we do. And he was encouraging his church to uh, to seek God and to let let go of something that is really important to you. And this guy, he just got saved. He came up to to him after church. He's like, Pastor, I think I know what I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna fast smoking weed. And he was just like so serious, and so like and, and like, what do you do with that, right? You're like, well, that's great. That's good job. That's awesome. You know, this guy just got saved. You know, so. Uh, it, it was important to him, you know, and he let it go. So quitting smoking is a good thing. Um, another one is uh, monetary goals. Like I want to be better with my finances. One of my, one of my personal goals this year is to be more generous. I want to be more generous with, with what the Lord has given me. And, uh, you know, we have specific goals. Um, whatever your goals are, I don't know about you, but my number one goal this year is to, is to get close to God. My number one goal this year is to draw as close to the Lord as I ever have been in my life. Um, that's not to say that you might be far and maybe, maybe you do feel distant. But regardless, maybe it, it, the, the goal that I believe that the Lord is calling us to do, the, thing, the, the, the most ambitious thing that we can do, I think, as, as men of God is to draw close to the Lord and to stay close. I want to share with you with the, the remaining time that I have just a, a message that the Lord uh, put on my heart. So if you're taking notes and you want a title, the title is uh, The Heart in Drawing Near. The Heart in Drawing Near. I think there's a lot of practical things that we can share about. There's a lot of practical things that we can share with, you know, having a quiet time and, and seeking the Lord. But um, I want to talk about the condition of our heart as we draw near. Um, and I want to just say this, that drawing near to God is not just a one event thing. I think, that, I think that when you set aside time and when you, when you set specific 
plans and goals, I think that is, that is needed, but I don't think that it's limited to that. I really believe that the Lord is calling us to a place to, to, to jump into God's word like never before, to pray like never before, to fast, uh, you know, and, and maybe that fasting might look different, but you're doing something that is, that is spiritually edifying you, that is spiritually challenging you to draw near to God. Psalms 34 and verse 10, the Bible says, the young lions lack and they suffer hunger. Well, listen to this. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I'm going to say that again. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I think that's a promise that we need to, we need to have. I think that's a promise that we need to keep close. Um, <clears throat> because I think the reason that it's not... An easy thing is because the devil fights you on this because it's a powerful thing. And one of the things that he will offer as a lie is that you're missing out on something good. Because how many know that drawing near takes some time? Drawing near takes some sacrifice. Drawing near takes uh, a little bit of intentionality to drop off something so that you can pick up something else. Waking up in the morning to pray or stopping in the middle of your day to pray or open the word of God takes intentionality. It takes time. And when you do that, you're dropping something else. But the scripture says that when those who seek the Lord, those who draw near to God, those who seek the face of the Lord, they lack no good thing. And so the promise that we need to have in this, the heart and the mindset and the faith is this, that as I seek God, I'm not missing out on anything good. In fact, the opposite is true that as I seek God, I'm, I'm receiving everything that's good. Because everything that is good, everything that is perfect comes down from the Father of lights who's above. Amen? And so uh, as, we, as, we, as we continue here, uh, I want to just encourage you to keep this scripture close to you. Keep this scripture close to you in these next 21 days. Keep this scripture close to you for the rest of the year as you, as you endeavor to draw near to God and to stay near to God. Remind yourself that as I'm seeking the Lord, I'm not missing anything good because everything that is good is right here as I seek. And so concerning our, our heart, I just want to share three things for you in as we draw near. And the, the, the first point I have is that uh, we have to be honest with God. We have to be honest with God. Uh, it's not perfection that God is looking for. It's your heart, and it's, in your, it's your heart in whatever condition that it's currently in as you seek the Lord. If we want to draw near to God, I think we have to become honest with ourselves and honest with the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 13 in the NLT version says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I have that word wholeheartedly underlined because that's an important key word as you seek the Lord, that you would seek him with your whole heart, that you would seek him with nothing holding back and nothing trying to be hidden in your heart. And I think that requires honesty. It requires sincerity. It requires openness. It requires being real, and it requires being honest with the Lord. See, the problem that we can run into if we... If we don't endeavor to be honest with God, the, the danger is that you begin to fake some things with God. That's the danger. And it becomes even more dangerous the more that you fake it. If you fake it for too long, then you get good at it. How many know what I'm talking about? 
And when you get good at faking something for a long time, the problem is you begin to believe it. And you begin to believe specific things about yourself. You begin to, to believe specific things about God and specific things about other people because up, up front, we weren't honest with God. Up front, we weren't open with God. And, and there's, uh, there's so many ideas of why that's a challenge. Sometimes we think that God's going to be disgusted with us somehow. You know, I mean, it's from the beginning. Even Adam tried to hide from God, but God knew where, what was going on. You know, God asked the question, where are you? How many of you guys know God knew where he was? <laughs> I think when God, asks us a, <clears throat> when God asks us a question, it's not because he's trying to look for the answer. <laughs> when God asks a question, he's, it's because he's given you an opportunity to say something. He's trying to reveal something to you. He's trying to pull something out from you. He's trying to show you something. And it's an opportunity for us to be honest with God. I love Psalms 51 because it talks, it talks about David. And I love David. I love his life. And, and the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. And I love Psalms 51 because I can relate. I love Psalms 51 because it's honest. I love Psalms 51 because it's raw and it's real and it's open. And it's, it's just where David was at. And the context of Psalm 51, it says in my Bible here that this is a psalm that he wrote right after he just committed adultery with Bathsheba. And he just did the worst as a king and as a leader. And he fasted and he prayed and he shut himself out. And it says this, he says in verse 1 through 4, Have mercy upon me, God, according to your loving kindness. Aren't you glad that God is, has mercy according to his loving kindness and not ours? <laughs> according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my, transgression, my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. When we're honest with God, it gives God permission to do something even in the middle of our mess, even in the middle of our, of our dryness, even in the middle of what we're, what we're going through. It gives him access. In Mark chapter 8, verse 22, Jesus is uh, with a guy who's, who was blind. And, and it says this, he came to Bethsaida, and then they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So they brought a blind man to Jesus, and they're asking Jesus to touch this man. Verse 23, so he took the blind man by the hand. He led him out of the town. It wasn't his time yet to do that stuff in front of everybody. And when he had spit on his eyes, see, there's another time where Jesus spit in the dirt. He made mud. He put the mud on that guy's eyes. This guy, he straight up spit right on his eyeballs. He spit on his eyes, and he put his hands on him. And here's the thing. Jesus asked him, he's like, do you see anything? I think if this guy grew up in church, <laughs> I think if this guy was religious and he knew the rules, I think he would have lied to Jesus and said, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Because Jesus just spat in my eyes, and Jesus just laid hands on me. But you know what he said? He says, I see men like trees, so I, I, I'm like, I could kind of see, but I don't really see like I should see. Like, I'm not there all the way, even though Jesus just laid hands on me, even though Jesus just spit in my eyes. So what did Jesus do? Jesus then put his hands on his eyes again. I don't know why he didn't spit again, but he laid his hands on his eyes again, and he made him look up, and here's what it says. He was restored, and he saw everyone Clearly, can you imagine if this guy was not honest with God? 
I'm convinced personally, I mean, I'm careful with the scripture not to take it out of, take my liberty with it, but I'm convinced personally that if this guy was not honest and he lied and he was playing church with Jesus, that he probably would have stayed halfway healed. But I believe that it was his faith that allowed him to get something, but it was his honesty that allowed Jesus to take him further. As we draw near to God, as we continue to seek the Lord, I want to challenge you and I want to encourage you to be honest with God. Because the truth is, God already knows. He already sees. We are naked before him. There's nothing we can hide from him. And alternatively, it gives him access. It gives him permission to do something more with you and with your heart. The second thing I want to share with you is honor. As we draw near, may we, honor, we, ha- may we have honor in our hearts towards the Lord. May we honor the Lord. Matthew 15 and 8. It's one of the saddest scriptures in my mind. It says, these people draw near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So it's possible to honor God with your lips, according to this scripture. It's it's possible to, uh, to draw near with your mouth and to draw near with different things and still have your heart far away from God. And so he says that they honor me with their lips, but they don't honor me with their heart. God wants us to draw near. God wants us to have honor in our hearts. And to honor is this. It is to esteem highly. It is to give weight to something uh, in, 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 the, in the context of giving importance to that someone or to that something. That is what honor is. And when you talk about honor, I think that, you know, there's time. You honor with your time. May we honor, have honor in our hearts as we, as we understand that when we come before the Lord, we're coming before God Almighty. That we're coming before the creator of the cosmos, the creator of the worlds, the creator of the universe, the creator of mankind. And we come knowing that we are coming before someone who has the answer. I mean, we can be honest in how we feel and honor as we, as, we, as we share our honesty and say that the reason I'm sharing my honesty with you is because I know that you're the solution. And I honor that. I think we, can, we honor by being ready to receive. I think that's one of the biggest things with honor. When you study honor and you, you, you study the scripture when Jesus came to his hometown and the Bible says that he was astonished because of their lack of faith and it says that they did not honor him. When they did not honor him, they, they, they gave themselves this blockage to not receive from him because the Bible says he could not do a mighty work there except heal a few sick. But it really limited what Jesus wanted to do because it limited our receiving part, our receiving end in our, in our closeness to God. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And that word please really means to be in agreement with him, to be on the same page with him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, he is that he says he is, that he is God. And he who comes to God must know that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As we draw near to God, may we have honor in our hearts to say, God, I'm coming to you and I'm expecting. I'm expecting to hear something. I'm expecting at least to be heard. Maybe it not, might not be so clear right now, but I know that you hear my prayer. I know that you hear my heart. And I know that these prayers are not just hitting the ground. 
that these prayers in my heart, they are, they, are, they are coming to the throne. They are coming to your ears. The Holy Spirit is praying through me and specifically praying what needs to be heard to the Father. Because there's honor in your heart. I think you can grow in honor. I think that as, as you begin to get closer to God, as you begin to know him more, as you begin to, to push just different ideas that are not scripture aside, and you, you can grow in your honor to the Lord. You can grow in your honor to what God has done and what God is continuing to do. And the last thing I want to share with you is humility. All these things start with an H, by the way. It is honesty. It is honor. It is humility. In fact, Proverbs 15.33 says this, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. In other words, for us to really honor the Lord, there's got to be found a humility in our hearts first. Humility must precede honor because according to this scripture, before honor is humility. And when you really study it and you think about it, it's, it's kind of hard to honor somebody if you have pride in your heart, right? Because what is honor? It is to esteem someone highly. It is to give somebody the due importance. It is to expect something great from somebody. And if we're full of pride, then, then, then we really can't do that. You're really, you're really honoring yourself is what you're doing. But when you, when you humble your heart and when you, when you really realize that you need God, even on your best day, you need God like as if it was your worst day. Because without God, I can do nothing. And I am nothing. In fact, what I'm trying to achieve is not for myself. It's so that I can make Jesus known and not myself known. It is so that God can do something through me for the kingdom of God. I'm not trying to build my kingdom. I'm not trying to build my reputation. If anything that my reputation can do that is good, it is to pave a way for Jesus in his name, in his kingdom. Humility. Philippians 2, uh, verse 5, Jesus modeled humility the best for us. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, that's a slave forever, coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He humbled himself. Here's the thing, here's a misconception about humility. Um, by being humble, sometimes you think that other people would think less of you. By being humble, you can think that other people think you're ignorant. By being humble, you can think that other people think that you don't have what it takes. By being humble, you think that other people think that you're weak. And there's this mis misconception of weakness and ignorance. Jesus, being the king of kings, stood before Pilate and he knew what there needed to be known. He had the power to call down legions of angels and have these guys taken care of. So it wasn't a matter of ignorance. It wasn't a matter of weakness. It wasn't a matter of, 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 of not knowing what to do. It was a matter of having all of that stuff in your hand and being wise and being humble and not being out of control with your mouth and with your actions and saying, you know what, it's not about me right now, it's about mankind, it's about so-and-so, it's about this person, it's about that person. While he was hanging on the cross, what did he say? 
He said, forgive these guys. They don't even know what they're doing. But it looked like they knew what they were doing, if you ask me. If someone's beating me to death, if someone's nailing me to the cross, if someone's trying to do something evil to me, I think you know what you're doing. <laughs> I think you know very well what you're doing. And it's, and it's wrong and it's not right and you deserve this and I should do this and I should do that. But yet you can know all of that and have wisdom and have control and know and be led by God and have humility in your heart. And it's actually more powerful than the contrary, than the alternative. Jeremiah 9.23. I'm wrapping up because I want to honor your time. I know people got to go to work. Jeremiah 9.23 and 24. Thus says the Lord. Listen to this. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might or boast in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories. If you're going to be proud of something, if you're going to be excited about something, if you're going to brag about anything, let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and that he knows me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. If you're going to be happy and proud about anything, may it be because you know God and you're close to God. May it be because you are good and you have it good because you serve a good God. And that's it. Because he's given you grace, because he's given you favor, and because he's given you blessings so that you can be a blessing. I want to encourage everybody today and going forward, let's draw near to God like never before. May this year, 2020, may we, may we be as close to God as ever before. May we take the next step that we need to take so that it would draw us closer into the direction of our calling, in the, in the direction of our purpose, and in the direction of what God has for us. Amen? Let's pray before we go. Father, we thank you for this amazing time today with your presence. My prayer, God, is that we're not just hearing me speak and what I have and my ideas and what I think sounds good. God, my prayer, Lord, is that we heard from you today. I pray, Lord, that hearts are open. I pray that faith is, uh, is rising. I pray that we're encouraged and we're challenged. And, Father, that we're excited I thank you for a joy. I thank you for, for boldness. I thank you for your strength to take the steps necessary to draw near to you. Father, may we honor your word. May we dive into your word. May you give us revelation. May we dive into prayer, God. May we intercede, Father. May we fast. And may we just draw near to you with everything wholeheartedly, like you say in Jeremiah. And I thank you that as we do that, we'll find you. And we're not going to lack any good thing because everything that is good is in you. I thank you for the grace to do that. I thank you for this day. We bless this day. We bless these men as we go and shine for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you guys.